great. Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome back to the Chiluminati Podcast, episode 56. As always, I am one of your hosts, Mike Martin, joined by Alex Fasciana and Jesse Cox. Hi. What's up, boys? I Look, enough intros. Let's get to this story. John <laughs> Cheetor. Uh, I mean, John Teeter part, John Teeter part two, you left us with such a cliffhanger. The There was no, because uh, you, you alluded that this episode is you're going to kind of rip everything you built down. You kind of built yeah, us I mean, a nice is, castle, and now you're going to break I it I told apart. you the story. I told you the legend of John Teeter. Like, the part that, like, when you see, like, a fluff piece on this in, like, some sort of magazine, that's the part that you got last time. Some yeah, sort yeah, of ma- yeah, yeah. Some, magazine, yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying. Well, before but we get going, this, but, oh, yeah, go ahead. Please take it. I'm just saying, today we're going like the complete other side of the coin. Like, we're looking at the weird world around John Teeter and the monsters that he's created out there in the he's American monsters. internet scape. You'll see. You'll see what I'm, I'm saying. I'm nervous. I uh, I purposely did not dive any deeper because everything you said, I mostly knew, and you gave yeah. me some new details that I had no idea about. So, do you guys want to discuss the Air Buddies some more? I don't oh, know. Okay, that's fine. Before we begin, there is a clarification. <laughs> I think we're good. Uh, yeah. the, the disease that you talked about in the last episode, I got endless tweets, endless tweets about how mad cow disease is a very real thing, which we already knew, and that the disease yeah. you talked about is just a version of mad cow disease, I guess. Well, yeah, what I, what I was saying was that I don't know if it's possible that that type of disease can become a global pandemic. Mm. That's the only thing that I was explaining. I obviously know what mad cow disease is and that disease is sort of like the thing that mad cow disease puts in your brain when you eat diseased well, meat. Also we got messages. Was it was it this episode or was it the 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 Patreon episode where I discovered that you two both believe that the world is a black hole? I didn't that was, say no, that, that was the that was last episode because we're talking about CERN and the hate we're Hadrian about Collider. CERN. And you're both crazy people. I'm glad that sci- real scientists were like no. No, honestly, Thank I am you, too science. because now that existential dread is long gone and I don't have to worry about it anymore. That's so you literally <laughs> could have Googled. You literally could have Googled. But here's the thing when you, go, you don't, you don't, because like you, there's so many conspiracy things that pop up. What do it's, you mean? <laughs> here's the thing I'm an anthropologist. You know what I'm saying? I'm a cultural anthropologist. And what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to lay out the story as I heard it. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to preserve sure, of the course. kooky. The kooky American folklority of these weird stories. Yeah, also, if it wasn't apparent, we're not scientists, everybody. We're here no, to tell you cool stories. And obviously, you should not come to us looking for... <laughs> uh, speaking of Patreon, though, thank everybody for supporting us over there. Um, after Guys. today, there's going to be six exclusive minisodes on the Patreon. Like, on top of the compilations that are already out, this is going to yeah. be the sixth one that's going to be uh, just exclusive to Patreon. We're due for a minisode compilation already, but... Um, your support has gone such a long way. We have over 800 patrons over there now, uh, which is freaking awesome. We're marching towards 1,000, which would be wild. Uh, if you guys love the show and you want to support us directly, head over there, throw us a few bucks. You get some cool behind-the-scenes stuff, and it helps us continue this thing every week. Join the Chalumarmy. Oh, yeah. Should we call their little nickname? <laughs> Chaluminarmy. Hey, little chill, chill minis. How you doing? Chaluminarmy. Join them at patreon.com hey, slash chaluminarmy. Chaluman Army? Chaluman Chal- Army sounds terrible. That's a, that Chaluman is a, Army. That is, that is right off the tongue. straight out of 2011. Chaluman Army? <laughs> That's a straight hey, out of 2011 YouTube himself. personality, dude. That's I don't want a Chaluman Army. What about <laughs> Chaluma Buddies? Chaluma Buddies. What about Chaluma Acquaintances? The Chaluminati. Hey, you know what? I like that one. N-A-U-G-H-T-Y? Chaluminati. No, that's just the Discord members. They're the Chaluminati. That's the nude show we do once per year. Okay. You don't, Alex, the thing is, away, you dude. don't know which you guys don't know which show it is. We that's a that's a hosts only tradition, <laughs> and you guys don't get to know which show we're naked for. That's uh, true. All right, do not. so <laughs> last time we talked about this, <laughs> I'm just talking about I'm just adding to the lore. Uh, yeah, Jesse, come on, our once a year pre-show Teeter. nude gathering. Yeah, don't worry about it. Uh, so last time we talked, John Teeter was this sort of mysterious man of mystery figure who's maybe on a mission, maybe trying to change history even though he's technically not going to be around to see it himself because of the way that time travel works in his universe. This is all the stuff that we basically covered last week, right? Uh, nobody's really sure if he's completely talking out of his ass, like, on purpose, or if he believes what he's saying. Uh, some of the stuff he says, like, kind of checks out. Like, there's, like, certain people who have come forward who said, oh, no, like, this thing is, like, true or whatever. But the overwhelming feeling that I think people are feeling is one of like, gen- like most people I think doubt him 
yeah. uh, or look at what was happening as some sort of uh, like prank or hoax or joke. I think that's the general consensus about John Teeter on the internet. I'm that's just my own like sense of that, but I feel like that's what most people think. But I haven't exactly told you the whole story yet, and there is one person who definitely didn't think it was some kind of prank, and that woman was called Pamela Moore. Okay. Okay. So of all the people who have sort of been caught up in the whirlwind of this crazy John Teeter like internet theory storm that happened in early 2000 2001 uh everyone agrees that if anybody had any sort of verifiable one-on-one contact with teeter as in like private conversations with the guy it's pamela moore who apparently on multiple occasions engaged in well-documented private conversations with him via chat okay so here's a quote from pamela moore describing herself from an interview that she did in 2017 okay She said, everyone thinks I started out asking John too many detailed questions when he came in 2000. But the truth was, I had a detailed dream of a time traveler in 1998. So I don't know what kind of person she is. I don't know. I don't know, like, where her mind is at coming from. I don't (laughs) know her personally. Uh, I I know her more from interviews than I do from reading all her writing. Already to Uh, me, she she looks like a Marianne Williamson. (laughs) <laughs> but the implication is she had a dream a premonition, about you might a say. time travel. Yes, a premonition, and it relates to this, which I think most reasonable people could be like, okay, I'm already, I'm already suspicious, but yeah. continue. Yeah, she implies that there's destiny involved in her meeting John Teeter, which is kind of interesting. Uh, but she sort of, like over, over time, kind of like maneuvered herself into being like a contact point for other people who are in the forums to John Teeter, like four people on the message board. So like people kind of like saw her as sort of like a like a in between. Um was there so, ever any evidence that she actually talked with him? I mean, other than that they talked to each other in on the message board as if they had talked to each other. No, but there was a safeguard. So 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 because because she was talking to John Teeter, there was sort of this understood sort of sort of danger that she was going to be encountering a lot of people who were pretending to be John Teeter when, you know, she only really wanted to be talking to the real guy. So the, 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 the story goes that he gave her a quote secret song, which if you have time is like worth an afternoon or two of Googling and going down rabbit holes all by itself, because it's such a like romantic detail of the story that he would like give her like a secret song that he would sing to her every time so that she could like identify him that people have sort of like gotten obsessed with like figuring out what that song is. And there's a lot that you can read about just about the secret song, but that's not like what's the over under on yeah. it being Despacito. <laughs> <laughs> that is Play Despacito. <laughs> it's a future song by a young uh, boy okay, named Google. Justin yeah. Bieber. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the song is. I don't know anything about it. I, I, my understanding is that it's like a short little melody. You know what I mean? Like how Willy Wonka goes like. <laughs> it's a like, State Farm yeah, jingle. Right. Of it's course, a... yes. And yeah. then the Oompa Loompas come out. Right. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that's its own thing. You can go read about that if you want. It's not really related to John Teeter as a whole, uh, other than that people just got really obsessed with figuring out the melody of this song. Uh, but here is a quote from Pamela about it. Uh, from an email that she wrote to the guy I talked about last time, the hoax hunter guy, John Rasmus, who I quoted at the beginning of last episode. So here's she she did an email interview with him. She said, I only I, I honestly think only John himself knew it. Perhaps whoever he was, he never told anyone else. Uh, he told me in a chat, not an email. If John ever decides to come forth, I will have the info to confirm it was the same John who posted as John Teeter. Uh and apparently, at least since an interview she did in 2017, she is still in contact with John Teeter pretty regularly. Here's a quote about that. She said, the latest package I received had several things in it. A letter from Kay, which is John Teeter's mother. A letter from John. An album with a record inside and a CD with some songs on it. But I'm keeping what was on it secret because I am not really sure why he sent those to me. I am more likely, I, I more than likely to find out later. I received it in September of 2016. My theory is that it's an album called Everyday Chemistry by the Beatles. It's only available <laughs> in certain universes where they didn't break up. Yeah, that's very true. So what was the thing from the mom? I feel like the mom is an additional thing I wasn't aware of. Yeah, so so Wait, can, I, can, I, this... can I also ask yeah. a question real quick? I uh-huh. mean, maybe you answered this and I'm already forgetting. 
what's the should he not be alive literally right now growing up john connor style and we should be able to just figure out where this guy is yes but we don't we don't know for sure if his name is actually John Teeter. Right. Everyone okay. thinks that John Teeter is like an anagram, an anagram something for something. Or, yeah. Okay. Okay. And and depending on how old he is, I mean, it's 2036, right? So if he's like under 36 years old, right, it's possible that what he did in our timeline made it impossible for him to be born, which might true, be- True. You could always- like If you go down certain rabbit holes of this, that's like what some people think was his other mission is to like cancel himself out of this timeline. But why? Like that doesn't like. That I don't know. I don't. Sense. I don't know. It's just like. It's I mean, not Looper. It's if you think about it in the same way, right? Like, if she's the only one who has the song, it just means that she gets to decide who the real John Teeter is based on nothing, theoretically. But also, <laughs> it, it, like, if I had uh, Occam's Razor, this whole thing, you could also say, why isn't she John Teeter? And she's, you know, originally started out pretending to be this guy, and then right. was like, oh, now I'm. I can only talk to him. Sounds and like the beginning a, of out. a Mormon religion. Well, there. I mean, there is some extra stuff here that that like, prob like that's wait, probably wait, time not. out, time out, time out. Aliens, yes. Bigfoot, yes. Yes. Mm, extra dimensional things, yes. Yes. The Mormon religion, Mathis is iffy on. Hey, man, the only reason he's iffy on, one? because you can is go back in one? history and you can go look at what a fraud that dude was. He, went, he saw Book of Mormon, you know what I mean? And Which is straight up. Straight up truth. So you'll believe that people can see ghosts, but but like a, an hey, angel being like, I did not Here, say I, I believe people plates. can see ghosts. I said I would love to see a ghost on camera, I love though. where you draw the line. I, I love that you draw the line. I am firmly in the I want to believe camp. I so fucking badly want to believe i just need to see <laughs> one thing i just i just had see... to call you out on that i heard that was like hold up now <laughs> hold up <laughs> well to answer your question jesse there's like uh -huh. a whole like lore thing that started and after after that post in march of of uh 2001 there's a lot less uniformity around what that like what official communication from John Teeter was. And like sure. a large portion of that is like what uh this episode is about. But specifically addressing his mom, like I don't really know what the lore is there, other than that like there are other characters in this story and that his mom enters into the enters into the equation somehow because she is alive uh in this time period for sure. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's like a junk it's starting to sound more and more like the actual Terminator series <laughs> and that sometimes it's John Connor and sometimes it's his mom and sometimes it's new characters and sometimes the past has changed and sometimes it didn't change. It's like that kind of thing. All right. right but, but it gets even crazier because, okay, because because whatever's happening with Pamela, right? Like whatever the truth is there, there is there is evidence just based on how it's been going that she's at least talking with someone because there's there's. It just seems like she is talking to someone, and whether or not he's the real John Teeter is completely up for discussion. But it seems like she is talking to someone, and it seems like she believes what she's talking about. Uh, a lot more than some other people we're going to get into. Uh, but the exact question of who that is is deceptively, deceptively complicated because uh, uh, she she talks about it and sums it up pretty well in her in her interview where she says he then went on to explain how i was communicating with more than one john that what? other johns oh, may arrive shit. and they need the posts to stay up as long as possible now on the surface this doesn't seem that much wilder than anything else that john teeter has told us right like we already know he creates a whole new timeline every time he time travels and since we know he's done that multiple times in multiple decades by now it kind of stands to reason if you're able to swallow the time travel pill in the first place that you can swallow the pill that there might be multiple Johns out there in the time stream at any given time with their own motivation, shaking things up. The only thing that gets murky for me about this is that if they're talking about, it creates a new timeline every time that you go back in time, like, are you seeing other John Teeters? If you're John Teeter, you know what I mean? Like, doesn't that seem didn't to in his go post, against? Didn't he in his post? He said he has met himself multiple times and took his younger he self did, on he a did joyride. Say that. Yeah, he did say it. And, so then, and he did so that's say that. that's the thing that doesn't sit right with me about this is that like the fact that he would meet himself seems to be against that a little bit, unless he can travel back in time 
Like, maybe you travel back in time on the world line that you're on? I, I really, I don't really know. I, I have to assume, like, two well, so like has if a you travel, that there's so like, Yeah, but so, like, if you travel back in time on the world line that you're on, at a certain point, your original world line and that world line's history are the same, and you'd be traveling back on that same point. It only diverges right. when you arrive. So you can right. go back, right, on that original point. But then there's another di- – the, see, all right. But how could you if, get back to that same world line? I don't know if well, you th- – This is, well, this is, this say, is the yeah, paradox. Sorry. This is the problem where it's like, okay, close your eyes for a minute. Imagine right. – listeners, close your eyes. Imagine you're going back in time. Let's say you go back to the year 2001, right? And you travel back to 2001. At that point, according to John Tidor, there's a split. There's a 2001A, 2001B, right? Yep. At least, yeah. Yeah. And so then imagine if you go down the path of 2001B, like that's that's your new path you're on, and that John Tidor says, I want to go back to the year 2000. John Tidor then goes back to the year 2000. There's another branch. And so the question is, is then when it branches off of the year 2000, is there one branch that branches off as 2000A, which has no further branches, and is there one branch that's 2000B that then has another branch that's 2001AB? Right. Yeah. I, that's and how so, I understand it. You know what I mean? Like that's and what so I think. that's yeah. That's how that works. Then he could potentially try to be like, okay, well, I'm gonna go to like, can he do this? Can he go? I'm gonna go to 2001 B or go to 2000 A. Can they do that? Or is it? He says it's only on the timeline you're on. Yeah. I mean, it happens but, all the time in Doctor Who. I don't know. But if that's <laughs> the case, if that's the case, there's a John Tudor on every timeline. And so every John Tudor can travel back in time. That's what it, that's that's where it starts to get crazy. And yeah, that's, yeah. that's where it gets for weird. me. That's the biggest that's the biggest pain point for me in this whole thing. Like full disclosure is like how could you meet yourself? But you know we're not sure. So as soon as Pamela found out uh, that secret song was going to start becoming pretty useful. Uh, I mean, what I meant to say was, and as she soon found out, that secret song was about to become pretty useful she wrote about it in a forum post from 2009 so this was a still a few years after any sort of like official communication from john teeter that we all agree is from john teeter you would not believe how many people write to me and tell me they are john everyone seems to want to be john or they will post on a forum and say they were john and these people were like literally everywhere Uh, i remember like when i was in college and i was watching the john teeter thing happen in real time like like almost even like back when I was in high school, I think this was happening. Like just people popping up saying they're John Teeter, all these weird, like he kind of almost became like a modern version of DB Cooper where people were just like, yo, John Teeter, like fucking saved, like killed Hitler, like (laughs) John Teeter, like, you know, whatever. Like he became kind of like that type of guy, Chuck Norris type guy uh, on the internet for a little bit. Um, But as often happens in those types of scenarios, uh, one dude, eventually separated himself from the pack of like not the real John Teeter, like John Teeter clone guys and kind of roasted the top of like the, the food chain there. And I think that it was for one simple, like marketing related reason, which is that in order to like not get confused with the original version of himself that was running around and like posting and being on art bell, this guy called himself John Teeter the second, like with two, like Roman numeral two after his name. Okay. And I think people liked it because it gives off like a Terminator vibe. Like I think people like got on board because he seems cool because he's John Teeter the second. Like he's John Teeter two, <laughs> Mark, Mark two, John Teeter. Uh, but he was different than the original John Teeter in a lot of ways. Uh, even Pamela Moore was saying there's something slightly off about this guy. Uh, and she, I mean, I don't know. Mirror versus John Teeter, dude. He's got the yeah. goatee. But one of the main differences between the original John Teeter and John Teeter 2 is that John Teeter 2 loved taking pictures, loved going on TV, loved going on the radio. He even wrote a book about the entire ordeal. He was even making YouTube videos up until Shelter in Place started. Uh, I have like a link to his YouTube channel if you guys want to see. He claims to uh, be, and he claims to be a John Teeter. He claims to be the like second clone of john teeter a clone okay yeah like a, like a time clone you know like a okay second, yeah yeah like well, yeah. A, 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 a branch from a different area like a yeah like a copy oh my god but, this dude yeah but <laughs> in december but in december 2016 uh kevin moore the same john teeter archivist that i quoted in the last episode blew the lid off of the entire john teeter 2 situation it turns out this guy john teeter the second is actually 
a like career con man with many aliases, and this is all alleged. I don't want to like start slandering some guy. Uh, this is just according to Kevin Moore. Uh, and uh, he turns out the dude was a career con man with many aliases, a criminal record. His name was Dana Lee Stern Sr. And his whole part of the story was just some weird cuckoo bird shit. Like, like he just sort of like decided one day that he was going to be John Teeter, it seems like. <laughs> but yeah. the, reason, the reason this thing went down so crazy uh, with like a little extra spice on it was because Kevin Moore, the, the archivist guy, he was actually one of the co-authors of the John Teeter the second book, which was called Disclosed. So now, like, he's not only he's 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 mad about it because he's dedicated his life to studying John Teeter, but he's also mad about it because this guy basically like tricked him into putting a book out with like fake fake information in it. So he's like literally going online, like lambasting this guy. He had like a meltdown telling him about telling his fans about John Teeter the second. He like it was like a ranting, like long, angry video. Um, but then he calmed down the day after he took that video down. He recorded a nice, level-headed explanation of what went down between them, uh, and directed people to his site, thecrystalsun.com, uh, for more information, which I obviously visited, and I, I'll give you the link for uh, right here, Mathis. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's for the the victims of John Teeter the second page. Uh, then you can see if you want to like go deep into all the reasons that he's sure, uh, you can look there. Uh, but it's got it's got a lot of uh, it's got a lot of like the talking points that I just said. It's got a lot of clear evidence showing Dana Stern's like picture attached to his name. It also shows him as the CEO of something called John Teeter the Second LLC, a yeah. Nevada corporation. It also has a bunch of receipts and emails tying the whole thing together, showing him like talking to people on email about how to trick people, how to get people to lie for him. It's all there at the link. Uh, but the one thing I did want to read from there was just a little bit of this absolutely insane blog post, which Kevin Moore links to at the bottom of the page uh, for, uh, quote, research and information only. Uh, judge for yourself. It seems to be from the oldest son of of Dana Lee Stern who is go who call who's called Lee Stern and it's multiple blog posts beyond the one I'm about to read and it is filled with typos it looks like it looks fake and weird just based on like how it's written but it has so many like specific incriminating details about him that only a family member would know that I'm tempted just based on my initial impression to say that it is at least based in truth and is at least maybe written by the person who they say they are probably I think <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> Very like, reassuring. They, they say things. They say personal things about this guy that that like came out just the week of of Kevin Moore figuring out about all this. Gotcha. And and like this is like the, the evidence that he used that he discovered this by. So I think it's true, but you should take it with a grain of salt just in case it's fake. Uh, here is what he wrote: My father Dan Lee Stern, aka Dana Lee Stern, aka Dan Stern, aka Dana <laughs> Sergrist, aka Dan C Stern, aka Bob Hempstead, aka Bob Smith, aka Dana Lee Stern, aka Donna Lee Stern, aka who knows, is a pathological liar who has deep-seated mommy issues. He thinks everyone should worship him and needs to dominate everyone around him. This is compounded by his cowardice of the first order. He fled the 82nd Airborne for Canada after stealing a car and wound up in a prison in Canada. His father had to make a deal to get him out. Then he was unceremoniously booted out of the army after betraying some of his fellow soldiers in order to escape getting a dishonorable discharge. This also makes him a traitor to some. While he looks impressive on paper, it is all an illusion and trickery on his part. His PhD was bought and paid for online for $120. His Pulitzer nomination for his coffee table book on hacking was done by his agent. Who Damn. cares? As for his employment, he has many, many co-workers that are now enemies. Even several of his co-workers talk about his attempts at extortion of the companies he worked for. His ex-wives have compared notes and found it very revealing. The lies he told about different ones to the new wives don't hold up under the light of day. His sons so despise him that most are considering changing their names. His oldest son is the only one to seriously catch him out and prove him to be the coward and liar he truly is. At the end of his miserable existence, it has become apparent that almost nothing about the life of Dana Lee Stern Sr. is true. There are some who believe that he may have even stolen the identity of his oldest son, who has had to go on disability. Why else would he start attacking his oldest son within two weeks of his oldest son signing up for his disability? A private investigator will help us find out the truth. 
uh, and they did hire one, and he did find out the truth. Uh, so it was not looking good for John Teeter, too, at this time, uh, though it does get a little bit weirder than that. I can't find any reference to this anywhere else besides the Thrillist article that I like based most of this off of. Yeah. Uh, but uh, maybe it's from one of his YouTube videos where he's like trying to slander everybody who discredited him. Like if you go to, if you go to his website, if you go to his YouTube channel right now, you'll see like most of his videos are just him like talking shit on like some specific person in each <laughs> video. I don't like it's like Kevin Moore is a piece of shit. Like, stuff like that. <laughs> Classic. Uh, he, there's I, one about Mitt Romney. There's one about Robert De Niro. He just like call out vids. Let me let uh, me say if all the alleged is true, what a piece of shit! Right, right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, but apparently Dana Senior has said that that same son. I don't know if it was like in retaliation for him calling him out, but Dana Senior, the guy who says he's John Teeter, has said that his son Lee Stern actually injected Windex into his own brother's brain in order to give him cancer. I have no what? idea. Wait, what? what? That is. Can you, can you what? say it one more time? Okay, so like, like imagine, imagine this shit came out from yep. Lee Stern, the son, yep, yep. like incriminating his father. His dad fired back with, he, the son injected Windex into his own brother's brain in order to give him cancer. My, my, immediately he'd be like, "All right, you lying sack of crap." <laughs> I yeah. keep thinking about that. That uh, Geico commercial where she's like, "That's not how this works. That's not how that's this, works. Works. this works." <laughs> yeah, that's I like, don't know. That's like Dahmer trying to create a love zombie levels of like, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. So, so John Teeter too has like been the big thing, right? Like for years, for people with John Teeter love who like follow this stuff online, John Teeter too has been the sort of like big thing's a relative term. Having seen his YouTube page, he has about ninety-seven <laughs> views per video. Listen, sure, dude. and most of it is like cuckoo banana stuff. Sure, sure, need... but like he's been the he's been sort of like the face of this mystery online. Like his YouTube channel has not ever been his main thing, but he like he's the one who does interviews on radio shows. He's the one who put the book out. Like he's the one who's been keeping this story alive, alive, alive for this whole time. Uh but now that we know that John Teeter too has nothing to do with the real person who did the John Teeter stuff, uh, and that he's just kind of confusing the truth a little bit, I want to also go into what possibly the original John Teeter stuff is. Okay. Uh, so there's one element of the Thrillist article uh, that goes throughout the article that I have left out of the show so far because I wanted to save it for this half of the show. Um, and that is the comments uh, from an interview of an extremely interesting dude uh, who is called Joseph Matheny. Okay. Okay. Joseph Matheny is a transmedia writer. He's an artist. Uh, he's known for spearheading uh, something called Ong's Hat, which I was that's the thing that I was referring to in the last episode that I said was like the earliest internet mystery oh. proto ARG thing that is out there that's about like a weird town in the New Jersey Pine Barrens that's like a weird sci-fi horror extra dimensional thing that started in the 80s and a secret lab and all this shit that fun was like, fun stuff they basically created like this entire transmedia like thing about they basically invented an urban legend i would have very loved, very i would have loved to, to have known about that when that was happening yeah i would have that's yeah. the oh man that's so fun that's so much we're gonna fun. we're gonna get into that i'm gonna do that eventually i have i have a couple books about that that i i just i have always looked up to this guy as like a, a guy who's inspiring to me uh so i was excited to see him pop up in the uh, john teeter stuff uh but uh here's what he had to say about this he said i'm gonna be picky with what i say to you over what i've said in the past John Teeter is a story that was created as a literary experiment by people who were observing what I was doing with Ong's hat, and these people wanted to do something like that. I was a consultant on the project, but it wasn't my project. We knew at some point this was going to get out from underneath us, and we were going to have to let it go. I thought everybody would get this was a wink, wink, nudge, nudge, but when they didn't, I went to the other people involved and said, let's come out and tell the truth. Nobody would. So, according to Matheny, hmm. the people who came to him, whose names he still will not reveal, uh, were in it for the art. They're, like, trying to – they really were into the idea <clears throat> of the internet as, like, a futuristic version. They're kind of telling of, a modern fairy tale Yeah, fairy thing. tale, folklore, sure. kind of seeing yeah. it as the modern version of that. Ma and how it seemed like 
how what, cool would that? that be though like you know just to, to create something like a modern fairy tale and literally watch it kind of come to life before your very eyes and then walk away because you know the internet has decided it's theirs now and yeah. you just get to watch this thing become something you don't know what it's going to turn into that's yeah that's got to be fascinating yeah apparently what drew him to the thing was that it seemed like that like uh they were just super into the idea of like incubating it and forcing it into existence. We, we got to come up with the Chiluminati fairy tale dude, monster. Dude, it's not even out of the question. No, I'm uh, saying we don't, we don't need to. <laughs> we, but we. I mean, we don't need to. But like, we need to. We should just make up our own cryptid and like completely <laughs> merchandise off of it. We'll make do a whole episode. We'll wait another year. Nobody, everybody will forget. We'll just we'll do a fake cryptid Slender episode. Man. Yeah, sell the screen. <laughs> All right, I'm going to pitch it here right now. The okay. Boston Bean Man. The half Boston Bean, Bean, half man. man. <laughs> half Bean, half man? <laughs> the Boston How Bean Man. How tall is he? The Boston Bean Man. He's like a little sprite and he like goes around and steals socks. He's like cool spot. Why socks, dude? No way, <laughs> yeah. dude. He steals little nugs. They're legal out here. Yeah, he's, no, he steals man, legal he steals, weed. He steals all of the nugs. <laughs> <laughs> if your legal weed goes missing, yes, we're Boston Bean Man. He walks out of a hole in your baseboards and he goes. And if he can smell the that legal government weed, he comes out and he gets it, and then <laughs> and then he smokes it. I just this little guy carrying a nug in my mind. He's just like hell yeah, it's gonna be fucking great later. But on. here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? Like we gotta leave a sacrifice out for the Boston Bean Man. Like, we're making jokes, but, like, the version of this John Teeter legend that, like, I'm being told includes, like, in-jokes from the creators. Like, okay, like, you know the 5100 IBM computer that he needed from yes. 1975? According to Matheny's version of the story, the people that were working on this just all happened to be old IT people who happened to know this information. And because it was a piece of, like, like little-known information that they that just they had they thought it would be funny to include it because it makes it seem like John Teeter has like insider knowledge of something when really he doesn't it's just people who know their shit about computers uh but the problem is though with this right cuz i want to i want to believe this the problem is that while Matheny is a legit verifiable guy who's known to not be like a liar and has actually done the things he says he's done he has mm -hmm. a website you can go check it out he has he's in like people he gets interviewed in like major publications all the time uh he still refuses to disclose these names of these people that he supposedly worked with on the project so and because it's not his project so unless they come forward with some kind of evidence that it's been them all along the only difference between this explanation and the real john Teeter explanation is whose word you're taking as true uh so he's not but but he's not even the only person who's suspected of being at the center of john Teeter. Okay. And in fact, most people out there will tell you that this next version of events is the most likely one that they've probably heard online in, in recent years. And it all has to do with an attorney uh, who is called Larry Haber. Okay, Larry This Haber. guy's a real guy. Because, see, according to Matheny, after a certain point, once the thing grew its own legs to stand on, right, he and the people that worked on it just stepped away and let it go, right? I've already said that. But according to him, the thing that's crazy is that he says that that moment came for the people who originally made John Teeter even before there was any posting on the Art Bell forums. So he's saying, so what Matheny's saying is that everything that's happened since the original facts to Art Bell, basically, has been other people. The only thing yep. that was real from the original creators of John Teeter <coughs> was the facts. I believe that. Yeah, I, 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 this, I actually believe this completely. I think yeah. most people, especially because it was Art Bell, most of the response is opportunistic. It's people trying to, like, Copycatters. make a buck. I believe that because Art Bell is, you know, same thing with the people who are like, Art, I just, I, I, saw, a, I saw a UFO the other night. I think most of it is they like that aspect of fame because there's, it's associated with it. And yeah. it's something, right? Like, you have a little attention as opposed to none. And when you call in on right. those radios, you're, you're the star for 30 seconds. Yeah, so we don't, so we don't know exactly who the heck anyone was right at that time just mm -hmm. it's like impossible to verify the identity of anybody posting teeter stuff on the internet almost unless i guess you have a fucking secret tune that you can sing with the person and then you know it's them or whatever but almost immediately once these message board posts were done in march of 2001 right all quote official publication like public communication since then has been through this guy larry haber 
who claims to be the attorney for something called the John Teeter Foundation, which, according to him, belongs to John Teeter. Uh, everybody who knows Larry Haber knows him as an entertainment specialist lawyer, uh, including Pamela Moore and John Rasmus, uh, who actually has a th John Rasmus is this like sort of hoax hunter guy again that I've been talking about. And he's not like looking at his channel. If you watch it, like it's not super like it doesn't look very credentialed. But he's the main guy who's been looking into this, and he's the only guy – I think he has his own little theories that he's kind of trying to push, but he does a good job of collecting uh, interviews and, and statements from people. So that's why I'm using him here. He says, I think they were fans of Art Bell. They created one of the first internet hoaxes, and it blew out of proportion. Perhaps they have some book rights or movie rights they've been sitting on. and that's, and that's 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 So that's his hypothesis. And weirdly, Larry Haber – himself sometimes half supports this except in the quote i have he always refers to a k as the client making all these decisions about the john teeter story rights which i assume to be the same k that pamela moore is referring to as john teeter's mom mm. right so that's already another weird thing and according to rasmus's extremely circular and repetitive two-hour-long documentary uh, on the creation of Don John Teeter with the Haber brothers, which I think his video is not super like you should not watch that as fact. Uh, right. But uh, also two hours on John Teeter. Most of it, dude. He says the same thing. He says the same thing. He just talks in a circle over and over and over again for a long part of the video. But that's because the there's creation nothing of, to say. A, yeah, according to him, and a lot of this is substantiated by Larry Haber. The creation of John Teeter can largely be credited to Maury Haber, who is Larry's brother, which is then sort of co corroborated and supported by the other Haber brothers, who are Arthur and John Richard, and Larry's son Benjamin, except for one problem, which is, here's a quote about it from Larry Haber. My son is not John Teeter. My brother is not John Teeter. There is no John Haber in my family. So... That's fucked up. Like there's already like they're already making up brothers that don't exist and oh, all this fucked up shit. And even worse, if Larry's story is true, then Matheny's story isn't true. Right? Like the way oh, that yeah. Larry says it happened and the way that Matheny says it happened don't sync up. And so Matheny said, I saw some people that were clearly using the story as an effort to make money, which I am not cool with. Larry Haber, I don't know who he is. None of us do. He's not, nor has he ever been involved with the group I was in. He's an entertainment attorney. He's somebody who jumped on the bad wagon. And weirdly enough, though, if, if this actually is about money, the only commercial product ever released by Larry Haber's John Teeter Foundation was a print-on-demand edition of all the original John Teeter posts from the Internet called John Teeter, A Time Traveler's Tale, which came out in 2003, print-on-demand, and you can't even get it anymore uh, from the print-on-demand service. The only way you can get it is a copy on Amazon for $900. Oh, God, yep. But that money, awful. But that money doesn't even go to the John Teeter Foundation, necessarily, depending on who's selling the book. You know what I mean? Yep. So there's not even, like, really a money motivation here, right? Uh, but somebody still sent Pamela Moore a copy of that book. And she said that she doesn't know who sent it, that whoever did left a song written in the back of the book. But unfortunately, it's not the same fucking song <laughs> that, sh that 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 John Teeter used to sing to her, apparently, according to her. Oh so here God. we are again in it's this like the weird muddiest of muddied waters. You can't even see an inch in front of you. Nobody fucking knows what's yeah. real anymore. So the best I can see is either there's really evidence of a time traveler visiting this timeline and saving us from Y2K. Or some, like, really neat, like, artists with an Andrew WK-type mindset tried to make something cool that captured people's imaginations, and then some people who got greedy ruined it to sell a shitty book. You now, know? Twitter will have us know that hundreds of millions of dollars was pumped into uh, technology to stop the Y2K bug from happening, and John Teeter did not do anything. And I say to you, prove it. I'm just saying, where did they get the technology? You know, maybe John Teeter <laughs> just, showed up at each one of those businesses. and No, he just went way it. back in time, right when the computers were being made, and he implemented the fix right then and there. That's the thing. It's like, people are like, look at this real-world evidence to like fly in the face of time, tra time travel. And I'm like, if time travel's true, 
like it doesn't matter what happens in the real world like you like that's the problem with time travel is it's like doctor who like there's no we don't know the rules of time travel for sure yeah we don't know anything about it so it could be anything and that's why it's frustrating and why it's kind of perfect for this type of like art project to do time travel because it's such an enigmatic thing versus like creating an alien event which one is one of like my so favorite things to work into a, like a tabletop rpg though <laughs> yeah absolutely uh but uh according to joseph matheny like that's all according to plan and here's a quote from him he said we achieved what we said we wanted to achieve we wanted to take that legend and write it on the new sphere like graffiti if anybody has decided to believe the john teeter legend pay attention to anybody who is trying to sell you anything books dvds or a belief system attached to this as as leverage Give it a real hard thought before you do any of that because John Teeter would not approve. And that is after two fatty boy episodes. John. Still <laughs> is not the end of John Teeter because before we go today, I want to walk you guys through one last outsider theory that surfaced from the depths of 4chan in 2016 that made it all the way Everyone's... to famed UK tabloid, The Daily Star. <laughs> Everyone's how, fa favorite cesspool on the internet making it to everyone's favorite tabloid cesspool. It's about how John Teeter didn't actually come to stop Y2K. He came to destroy us all. He came to stop a nuclear war <gasps> with ISIS. It all began. <laughs> wait, wait, hang on, Jesse. What? Just like, Jesse. What? It took, it was a delayed second and I watched your brain short circuit in yeah. real time. <laughs> it it just... all begins in 1943 <laughs> when the National Defense Research Committee needed to go through famous inventor Nikolai Tesla's notes after his death to see if there was military applications for any of his research. The MIT professor they called in to look over them spent three days on the task before declaring that there was nothing of worth to be found. But 4chan conspiracy theorists allege that it was during this investigation that this professor actually found the plans for a Tesla-designed time machine. That professor was John George Trump. And soon... He would impart what he learned to the future about his future about the future to his nephew Donald, who would change history to set on course a chain of events leading to his eventual inauguration as the forty fifth and possibly last president of the United States of America. I have this, heard pieces of this theory. Yeah, the it's link wild. to this shitty ass article is in the description. <laughs> That's actually the end of this episode. All right, okay, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but now I ask you guys, like, what do you think? the most likely thing is obviously the most likely thing is not that this has anything to do with a real time traveler. Right. Right. But to me, the thing that's interesting about this is that this guy, Joseph Matheny is like being a little cagey about what is actually happening here. And I don't really understand why it would be bad to reveal the identities of the people who, who made John Teeter. Well, because it it's like, well, if you put their names out there, take it from them. If they want to do this again, if their identities are out there, it's easier to track them down. I guess, but I just, I feel like, I feel like at this point, like, even if somebody did come out, like, I feel like that's already happened. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like in this age. What if of, like, in their mind, news, though, if they come out and, and definitively put an end to the story, the art project officially ends and maybe in their mind. Why are we calling it an art project and not a scam? Because like, they, they have nothing to gain from it. You know what I mean? They're just, I thought they were just putting it on purpose to just like well, hoax. They gain, they gain, you know, we're assuming that there's financial gain. But there's also the gain of like, Haha, got him. Yeah. Well, it's and possible. I think that's, yeah, I think like that's what trolling. they're doing here. But I think they're doing it in a sort of like, like intellectual way. They're, you know, they're seeing it as like the creation wholesale of like, you know, something like Mothman. You know, it's like, what if you could right. just the boss, create... the Boston Bean Boy, the Boston yeah, Bean, the Boston Bean Boy, the Boston Bean Boy, not man, he's a boy now, boy, right? He's it, a boy. Alliteration, yeah, yeah, Bean that boy. makes way better. The Boston Bean Boy, the Boston is he? Bean oh my God, it's because he's underage, which is why he steals the legal weed. Yeah, and he's not baked because he's like baked. He's baked because he's smoking all that legal weed. <laughs> right, he's the Boston Baked Bean Boy. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> he steals your weed. Yeah. Like, well, look at us making this. It's perfect. Does he yeah, wear but, anything? Does he have clothes? He's just a naked bean. No, he he's a literal bean. Yeah, he's he's like, a bean. I'm saying, is he like a bean with trousers, or is he just like a bean that's just no, naked? No, he's a bean, but he's like, he got cartoon feet. He yeah, has shoes like, and the, gloves. Like, yeah. Shoes and gloves, little, got it. Like Betty Boop arms, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> he's like Rayman, but with like Betty Boop arms. <laughs> Uh, but like, right. here's what I mean is like, okay, even if this is people who are like making shit up to fuck with people, right? And they did it in the year 2000, right? 
even if they came clean right now, the only people who are going to like benefit from it in any way are people who are actually like willing to accept that it's a fake thing. And I feel like the whole spirit of this is that like, I guarantee you that if they did come out and say that we're the people who invented, uh, John Teeter and Joseph Matheny came out and said, yep, that's them. The first thing that would be posted on the John Teeter subreddit would be like, so here's the fake. Yep. Here's the latest fake attempt to, to cash in on John Teeter. So yep. I, I, I feel like at this point I would like to put out a call to anybody who maybe is involved in this. If they do hear this somehow, if they are still stroking their egos and, and looking as far <laughs> as John Teeter goes and you're listening to this, I would like to just know. I don't care if you go public. I don't care what, but I just want you to tell me. I just want to know. <laughs> just because I'm impressed, and I want to. I want to read the plaque on this at a museum. You know what I mean? I want to like know what's up. I want to know what you guys are thinking about. I want to know where your head was at with this because I think John Teeter is awesome, even if he is fake. And honestly, the reason I like John Teeter so much is because he perfectly exemplifies like everything that I like about like this type of shit in the first Internet place. Mysteries. Which is like, I'm not so much interested in whether or not everything is true like i'm just more interested in this as a way that specifically americans in a lot of cases tell like stories to each other and i i feel like john teeter is like the og like if there was no john teeter there would be no slender man there would be no momo there would be yep. no you know any of that type of shit it's cool man humanity will take anything and, and make it a storytelling device if they can but, the internet yeah. being that that the, the most the newest example, I guess. Speaking of of storytelling devices and John Tudor, um, <clears throat> twenty nineteen book published February seventh, twenty nineteen. John Tudor is an asshole by Jeff O'Brien. <laughs> Sarah Bartlett, a sexy eighties horror movie host, yearns for eternal stardom. Or at least to stay relevant for a few decades. I know that feeling. After seeking out world-renowned time traveler John Tidor, a hero from the future, struggling author and 80s movie expert Jeff O'Brien is sent to help her achieve that dream. But such services do not come without a price, neither for Sarah nor for her knight in shining armor. Both are about to learn that John Tidor is an asshole. That is a book. <laughs> it exists. You can get it. It's a book? Oh, that's wild. I want. I was hoping it was like a shitty B movie. It is a There's... book by Jeff O'Brien starring Jeff O'Brien. Jeff O'Brien. <laughs> I'm blown away that this exists. There's also <laughs> a video on Jeff O'Brien's YouTube channel, which has 17 subscribers, that is called My Real Experience with John Teeter. He really is an asshole. <laughs> and he says in the description, I wrote a book about fictional time traveler John Teeter Little did I know there is a guy who thinks he really is the titular character. He's also an extortionist, <laughs> among several other things. All I needed was Google and a little expert-level trolling and the help of a few friends to get through to this one. <laughs> That's so, so good. He oh, now also whole... is being harangued by John Teeter II <laughs> for writing a book called John Teeter is an Asshole. Oh, man. That's so good. Oh, the layers are ever-present. But don't you think that's crazy? Like, imagine being one fun. of these people whose like life is like based off John Teeter. Like you know it's not real if you're if you're faking it, right? No, like, yeah, you're or you're be... or you're just severely mentally ill and you truly believe you are John Teeter. Who is I guess that's traveling. I guess that's possible too, but I mean, I feel like most people who are like trying to profit off this <laughs> Oh, definitely. Anybody who's trying to make not... money? Yeah, like yeah. even even with the Kevin Moore thing though, like this book, like it was a paltry sum that the book made. Like it was it was doing well on Kindle, I guess, but like there we're talking about a couple thousand bucks total here. You know what yeah, I mean? That's like, it's not not worth not worth it. But you also have to know that shows like Coast to Coast AM profit off of people like learning about these things. Oh, and, for sure. and really like a great <clears throat> I've always thought this, I will continue to think this. When Art Bell hosted Coast to Coast AM, Art Bell would shoot down things all the time. All the He'd time. Like, yeah. All the time. And the show was like it was on, but it wasn't huge. George Noy took over and George was like Tell me more. What is this about? I want to learn about this thing. And would never shoot people down. And it blew up. The show exploded overnight. Yeah. And that is. Kind of was and, better at, like, getting people to talk about. Like, he, he'll, he'll like, poke a hole in it and then, the like, wait for the person to answer. And that was yeah. what was so interesting about it. 
That's yeah. why if you, you want to share your stories to with everything. us, we're going to become the modern coast to coast. So share we're your stories. We're ready to believe you. We are Not me. I'm ready to question everything you say. Well, you got two George <laughs> Norris and an Art Bell, all right? So it's fine. We've got to have that balance. Otherwise, it's too too crazy. Two balance. George Norris and an Art Bell is like the shittiest party. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm not. I feel like I'm not fully Mulder or fully Scully. I feel like I'm somewhere in the middle. I feel like I'm here for the, the story. Yeah, you're one of the guest hosts, like yeah, the guy sure. who was like a Jesuit priest. I can't remember his name. I'll the guy you. who'd show up on weekends and he'd host during the weekends. He's a he was Jesuit like, priest? Yeah. I think so. Wasn't there a guy? I'm going to look up Coast to Coast hosts. Oh I don't remember God. his name. So many good good guests <clears throat> on that show. Well, anyway, I don't know. I felt like it was important to do it in, in like like a definitive John Teeter. And I know oh, that yeah. this one, this one kind of ends up being like a big question mark at the end. But I feel like the fact that it ends as like a legit mystery and I'm not like a hundo clear on like who made this or what. There is still like this weird element of like unsolvedness to this one that I feel like someday somebody's going to come clean about it. And I just I just want to know. I don't care. I won't share. I won't share. I just want to know. I'm interested in it. I just want to know. From a sociological level, just let me know. Well, it was a fun ride, dude. Your internet mysteries are wild, and they're. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad you take us down these deep rabbit holes, Jesse. What are you doing right now? I'm trying to find this guy's name. Oh, the Jesuit priest boy. Oh, That's Ian right. Punnett was his name. Ian I'm that Punnett. guy. Yeah, You're he Ian was Punnett. a regular host, but he retired because he got tinnitus. No, I, think, <laughs> I, I think, sometimes have that? tinnitus. Oh, you're truly, think, truly gonna be following his path. I don't think he was the Jesuit. There was a guy who was like a priest. I don't know if that was him or not. No, <laughs> but yeah, he had tinnitus and he had to stop. No, that's uh, you. Okay, well, I mean, yeah, that's all I got for you guys today. Fantastic, that's, man. That's John Teeter Part Two. That was awesome. Thank you for that wild, wild ride. Um, yeah. We've got a uh, a minisode compilation coming up very, very soon. It'll be another four episodes. Um, even after that comes out, there should still be two or three exclusives over on the Patreon and, and growing over there. Uh, and then after that, I think we're due for another fan stories relatively soon. So if you want to be dropping some fan stories. I've seen you, them. Yeah, there's so many good ones. We've got dreams up there for Jesse to interpret. We've got all kinds of good stuff. So if you I'm want, ready. I will interpret your dreams the best. <laughs> I'll be the best dream interpreter. I'm kind of ready for like an extra chunky fan stories. I think we could do it. I think oh, there's so that. many stories up there now. Like the, the stories just never stop. So drop again, drop them up on the subreddit. Make sure you tag it to let us know it's okay to read on the podcast. And we will, uh, we'll choose a few stories and we'll go through them. Like we always do. Um, and finally, again, thank you guys for the support on the Patreon. Head over to patreon.com slash Illuminati pod. You can go ahead and support us, go above and beyond, get some behind the scenes extras by throwing us a few bucks. And it just ensures that we get to keep doing this and going through weird shit in the world with you. We're going to go. Not, work if you're not ready to finish listening to us, we're about to record some more. And you will have six exclusive episodes to go right to. After and let me tell you, this one's going to be a good one. They're always good. <laughs> <laughs> Not like those other ones. Those ones suck. This I just, one? I've, I've just been excited we're to talk great. about. I've just, I've just been excited to talk about the thing that we're going to talk about today. So I'm pumped. I'm pumped. Yeah. Um, as always, guys, if you were listening, drop us a review. We're just about to cross 1,200 uh, uh, reviews over on iTunes, maintaining that five star average. Let us know what you guys think. Drop us a review. It's, it goes a long way to help us out. And we will see you all next week. Goodbye, everybody. Peace. Bye.